Hi kids, this is Candy Coat and Razor Blades. I am your host, Bob, the key to the liquor cabinet that your parents thought they hid. And these are my co-hosts, Alex and Andy. Introduce yourselves. Hi, I'm Alex, and I do have a greater porpoise because I'm fat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Andy. I'm doing a barrel roll and landing directly on the crash site. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's what you went with, huh? I didn't have... I had nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I had nothing. In the words of John Waters, you can't be lucky every day. <laughs> so or, or indeed ever. Or indeed ever. Well, I mean, <laughs> you live here. So. Sometimes you're lucky. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that was a really shitty opening. Sorry, guys. That's okay. I'm sorry. Okay. It's a Kuso opening? Yeah. No, a Kuso opening would have been really funny. No, yeah. no. That, I think you're actually, a filthy liar, no, that's like the best, and you the, deserve the funniest part of Gusto is like, just get over here, and he like yanks the fetus out of her, and there's like fatality. Oh god! Uh, <laughs> and then they and then they smoke it. You know, Kuso uh, would become the Mortal Kombat games. It would. So today we're discussing. Today we're discussing. <laughs> <laughs> today we are talking about the the Winchester trailer, um, and we are also going to be discussing the Babysitter now currently on Netflix. Um, so Winchester starring Helen Mirren, who's got the deets on that one? Deets. Am I doing deets? deets? Do yeah. deets, I'll, yes. I'll deets. <laughs> uh, Winchester, the house that ghosts built, directed by the Spirig brothers. Um, they did Daybreakers. They did a really cool movie called Predestination. Did either of you see that? No, I did not, but I did see Daybreakers I and wanted Daybreakers. to die. Oh. Mm. It was fun. It was me. I liked Predestination. It was mm. really good. Uh, Ethan Hawke and uh, actually, who who's in Sarah Snook, who is also in this. Speaking of which, starring Helen Mirren, Jason Clark, Sarah Snook, and Angus Sampson, Sarah Winchester, whose husband William and their child died suddenly, is adamant that she is cursed and begins building the Winchester Mystery House in San Jose, California, upon advisement from a medium. Um. I don't I do. think she called it the Winchester Mystery House at the time. I she do. probably did not. I do everything on the advisement of a medium. I'm just saying. Right. So here, here's the thing with that. <laughs> First off, we all know that the Winchester Mystery House is a real place. Well, two thirds of us knew that. Two thirds knew. <laughs> I did not know it was a real place until you really? told me. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously. Yeah. No, it, it actually is. Sarah Winchester was, in fact, the the heir to the Winchester rifle fortune. Yeah. Uh, and uh, when her husband and child died, a medium told her that you need to continuously build yourself a home. So, from the top, from that point until she died, she bought herself a farmhouse and said, "Just keep building." The house just has like keep building, building. Just keep building. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Thank you, Dory. Um, <laughs> so no, it, it's it's a fascinating story in real life, and I would love to go see the place. I don't believe it's the most haunted house in America. No. What is it, the most haunted house in America? My bathroom. This no, because That's, nobody wants to live in there. If, if that is the most one of the most haunted places in America. Um, honestly, Bob, I'll tell you, those walls actually do drip blood from time to time. They do. <laughs> oh oh, oh. no. Anyway, I eat a Taco Bell. So, Fuck so now, you, I'm, Stephanie Meyer. <laughs> So now we're just tossing that in wherever. Awesome. Cool. Yeah, why not? It's good. It's good. It's Sorry. a good thing. Anyway. It's okay. Martha Stewart. Anyway. Helen Mirren was super fierce. With, with her awesome Sarah Winchester hair. No. Yeah. No, seriously. Her, Helen Mirren. <laughs> Ghosts, spirits, poltergeists. Helen, Helen Mirren. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, that was... I, I'm, I'm, I'm really... Un, I, I 
I don't care for the trailer itself. No. I'm looking forward to the movie. Yeah, but to, but the trailer and the movie it. are made by different people with different yeah. aims. They are. Oh. The trailer, yeah, has that stupid. There's a house sound. here. Do you oh. um, do you know what movie started that? Because I know what movie started that. Uh, it was happening before Inception, but Inception movie. gets all the all the hate for do it. Do you know what movie? No. Oh, so it was the Hills Have Eyes remake. Mm. That was the movie because in that movie they actually used that sound cue. Yeah. And it's actually a different tone. If you watch that movie, it's a slightly different tone. Right. But that's the first one where like the trailer was and then they did that and then and then they did that. And then War of the Worlds picked it up. And I think when War of the Worlds picked it up with Tom Cruise and um Dakota Fanning. Yeah. 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 yeah when they picked it up. I, then it became like super mainstream. Yeah. I, I mean, it, it's it all goes kind of back, like way back to the Texas Chainsaw, the original Texas. Yeah, Chainsaw well, that trailer, was that. Right? Yeah, that, yeah, the, yeah, the like the this that I completely like like the uh, like a camera, a shutter. Yeah, camera off or something. no, it, it that's and then they did the with the remake. They did that with the actual shutter of the yeah. camera, where they had the camera at the beginning and they had the film. And, right. I, I, it, it's a similar tonal quality, I guess, but it's not. It's overused. Stop using it. It's bad. It's it is overused. I think it's very useful when it's done well. Yeah. I don't necessarily think this movie needed it. It didn't. This trailer screamed Crimson Peak to me. Did you guys see Crimson Peak? I, I love Crimson, to. Crimson I never Peak. Did. You would actually really like it. I'm don't watch the trailer sure. because I don't, I don't think you would like the, the movie the trailer is very selling, yeah. but you would the like the real movie because well, it's, it's yes. not the Guillermo trailer. del Toro, yes. yes. And yes. he's doing yeah. like he's basically Guillermo. Uh, I can't ever say he's his fucking name. Del Toroing right? it. Yeah, yes. Guillermo del Toro doing gothic horror. Yes. Yeah. But it's, which it's, is an easy sell. For me. Well, and the truth is that is a hard I mean, it's a horror movie because right. I am the most inclusive horror movie person ever. But what it does in that movie is it's more of like a gothic romance with ghosts. Which yeah. is again, I'm I'm good. Yeah, which it's a very good movie, but the trailer sells yeah. you on like ghosts attacking you gothic horror. And that's not it. The ghosts, ghosts attacking are you just... is actually not gothic horror. Well, that's exactly, the but it's the yeah. gothic atmosphere and yeah. outfits and feeling. Uh, with oh, it was costume porn. It was so totally costume was, porn. It was architecture porn, too. Oh, yeah. Damn right. Other than Helen Mirren and the uh, promise of both ghost spirits and poltergeists. And, and <laughs> entities and apparitions. Oh, and, and oh, yeah, everything. So, what, what this seems to me is they're taking a very well-known American ghost story and they're giving it the conjuring treatment, which... But they're also doing it in period when yeah. she's building the house. It, so I'm kind of okay. And they, they hired Helen Mirren. They did. So she had to at least like the script, what Ooh. they did with it later. Or right. she liked the mountain of cocaine that, the, that her fee would buy Is that her. too. Is that too. But it wasn't in remember, a good... Remember, this is somebody who signed on for Caligula of her own free will. She did. It wasn't she in did. a good location, though. I don't feel like she Michael Caine'd it. It wasn't yeah. like they filmed the Manchester <laughs> house in Jamaica. California. You know, was it Southern California? Yeah. It looked really foggy and dark. It's, well, it's because it's a haunted house movie. Yeah. It's Southern California. It's oh. what, San, San Jose? Yeah, San Jose. Yeah, it's near Los Angeles. Now, do other people think of that as a positive place they want to go? Maybe. I don't have those emotional feelings, but others might. Mm-hmm. I, I won't actually... Ha- will. I will not have actually been to Southern California until next week. So, uh, no, this movie looks like it's going to be architecture horror porn. Yeah. Or it's going to just have like three scenes of like, we're building the house and then we're just in the same hallway for 20 minutes. Right. Well, no, the, I mean, literally there, it, 
there's so many hallways so many hallways 500 rooms there's this house used to be seven stories tall at some point it's like that hotel that um serial killer guy made oh Uh, hh holmes yes yeah isn't that movie coming out? Isn't Leonardo DiCaprio Soon, in that movie? I believe Leonardo's. Oh, I didn't I realize know. they were making a fictionalization. They are. Yeah, they he are. is. Leo is yeah, him. I've already seen docs yeah. on him, and I've already read stories. I feel like the, the fictionalization. I've already seen American Horror Story Hotel. So oh. yeah. I, I saw the first couple episodes. They used a lot of that Speaking in of, Hotel. Somebody really needs to like make a house, make House of Leaves. Mm. Is that even going to be possible? Sure. I mean, it's always possible, but I don't think it's going to live up. Yeah. Oh, you can't live up. Yeah. To make a movie in the way that Danielewski makes fiction. Yeah. It would almost need to be a virtual reality. Well, no, but I think I think there's also I think there's I think that would actually be perhaps the like a really good use of found footage because so much of that is is so much of what's described in in the Navidson record is. I think that would be a really cool. I would almost have done it, it like, um, a, the dude, the dude in the footnotes, Johnny watching. Jordan. I've only read half of the book because that book for some reason freaks me out in the middle, and I have to stop reading. It's, it's, it does that on purpose. Yeah, and I like it, and I need to finish it. Like I kept a really nice copy. I bought it yeah, mine three it. times because I keep <laughs> lending it to people, I've got the, and they destroy it, and I have I've, to buy a new one. I've got like the big trade paperback with every with every mention of the word house in blue ink. Yes, I have that. Shit. Yeah, yeah. And I've had it for like over ten years, and I every for some reason every time I go travel somewhere, you bring it. I take it with me in my backpack. And this this last time I went to Minneapolis. And got caught in a fucking downpour, and oh, it was no. so it's it's readable. It's still there, but it's it's yeah, it's definitely like gone. It's very wavy. It is. It really um, is. Which actually, it kind of it kind of helps with the as for the, <laughs> the ambiance. So yeah. I just want to point out, by the way, we were ostensibly talking about Winchester. We talked about Winchester for like three minutes, and then talked about literally anything else for and ten. That yeah. means we're never going to see it. That oh, I'm going to see it. Oh, we'll but, watch it. But it's no, no, be that means no one liked the trailer. <laughs> <laughs> we did not give a shit about it. Like, I, I hung around long enough for the one joke that I got fire. out, and that was it. I'm out. That trailer, die in the fire. Not you, Helen Mirren, you're beautiful, and we no, love you. We'll go see the movie anyway, but the trailer can There is a really good movie to be made, a really good, bleak drama to be made about Sarah Winchester, and this movie just is re- not fucking it. I don't, yeah, remind I just, me to take my antidepressants before we go, and it'll be fine. I, <laughs> Bob, pop two Xanax. Let's get going to the movies. <laughs> Someone's on to do her. Okay. Hold up, podcast. What was the? What are they all fucking? Hell's yeah! They're Jehovah's Witnesses. We should really live again. Oh my! That's not Jehovah's Witnesses. No, no, they were offering a track. That's like they're not Mormons. Oh god! They were Mormons. I've got a a Jack Chick tract over there in my backpack that somebody gave me when I was at work. Oh my god! (laughs) Made my whole life better. Yeah, they really do. (laughs) They do. Our podcast was interrupted. Jehovah's Jehovah's Witnesses. Oh my god! I wanted to open the door and say, I am taping. What do you want? You should have just pulled your pants down and opened the door. And that would have been the best moment ever. <laughs> yeah, but I have this thing about not being arrested in my no, own home. No, you cannot be arrested for being naked in your own home. Because I know that there are people that have been arrested for like walking naked in front of windows where children could see them. Yeah, you can't be charged for being naked in front of a window. <laughs> unless you were specifically like, unless they can, they'd have to prove you were specifically showing the children your genitals. Like you were doing it on purpose for the children to see. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. Speaking of incredibly inappropriate things happening to children. 
Yay, the babysitter. Actually, that was a good, good that one. Was a good I like that. Yay, we had a well. There was a, there I mean, was a, there was the there was, hey, there was a twinkle in my eye. I have good segued many times, and Bob has trampled them. I'm horrible. Hey, he he, he picked that one up. I feel really good about that one. <laughs> so like my my opening my opening joke sucked, but damn, that was a segue. It was a segue. So the babysitter. Babysitter. The events of one evening take an unexpected turn for the worst for a young boy trying to spy on his babysitter. <laughs> Directed by Mick G. Praise Jesus. I know. Written by Brian <laughs> Duffield, who has written nothing. I couldn't, I couldn't <laughs> write it he wrote the Insurgent movie. Ooh. Uh, Just care. Insurgent, mind you, not any of the other right. ones. Um, starring Judah Lewis, Samara Weaving, Robbie Amell, Hannah Mae Lee, who is the, the, the girl who speaks really quietly yes. and pitch perfect. Yes. Oh my God, I love her so much. Um, Bella Thorne, Emily Allen Lind, Andrew Batchelor, and oh my God, Leslie Bibb. I know! Yeah. Brooke from Popular went on to be in this fucking movie. Oh. And Ken, oh. Ken Marino. No, popular is her reference. No, I understand. No, I'm saying the dad is Ken Marino. Yes. Oh, I, I think you were done, and you had. To... I was done because yeah. I also didn't say Doug Haley, who's the poor guy who gets stabbed in the head. Well, I, right. I don't know who Doug Haley is, but Ken Marino was like on the state, and yeah. he's been in a whole bunch of other stuff. He was that in I've that seen. fucking ass demon movie. <clears throat> oh yeah, Bad Milo. Bad I, Milo. I yes, get, he wasn't Bad Milo. I could not get into that. He was uh, Ken Marino. It I always think of from uh, Veronica Mars. Yeah, he was on Veronica Mars. And I thought he was really cute. Yeah, and I saw him, and for a minute I got him confused with the guy who plays the coach in the Twenty One Jump Street movies. Yeah, yeah. I for just a minute, I like I switched them, and then I thought about it. And I was like, oh no, that's not him. Yeah, he's also in like Wet Hot American Summer. Yeah, like well, because all the state people were in. On Do that. you remember who Romeo was in this film? Romeo, Romeo as a as the character is named Romeo. The this is the actor. Which still does not help me figure oh, out who it is. That's one, one of the, the kids. Bullies. Yeah, that's one of the three bullies. Is it? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so that... that picture... He was the one I wasn't sure if he was a girl or not. Okay. So that... Oh my God, this cop, by the way, has like the sexiest action yeah. pose picture ever. I, ooh, yeah. Is he a gay porn star? Maybe. Not yet. Possibly. No, he is a legit film actor, but this this picture, <laughs> this uh, demo reel picture, totally looks like it's the beginning of a gay porn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like his early credits. I mean, okay, I'm okay. Wait, my God, his name is Jean Claude Lawyer. <laughs> <clears throat> I don't know about you guys. Spider Man Homecoming. I I can't wait to lawyer oh, up. He's a stunt wait. filmmaker. Ah. That's what it is. He's a stunt man. <laughs> So he just exists in movies to get blown up. Got it. Okay. I'm good with that. He was not the cop that got the uh, the no. thing through the eye. No, he no. got, uh, he, I think he got his... He got his third slip. Yeah. That's right. He got, he was the second um, blood all over the black man joke. Which, so, <sighs> yeah. So. That right. should have been, oh, sorry, sorry. So, sorry. no, just, just to kind of give everybody a recap. I know we, we went over the plot synopsis. Basically, Jesus we've got Christ, a yeah. kid who has the really hot, sexy babysitter who's like, Bestie friends, blah blah blah, B and C, blah blah blah. We're gonna like. Live she on. never has a name. Her name is B. B. No, her. But I. I it's just her assumed, initial. I always assumed B was for babysitter. Oh no, they actually. They, Beatrice. Everybody just calls her B. You know, everyone in the script, she is B, which yeah. I still firmly no, believe. Her, his his parents, Cole's parents, call her B as well. Everyone everybody calls her B. B. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I, her name is presumably in some form. Well, I think B still just comes from babysitter. It probably does. Because I don't think she gives her name. She, Ever. She doesn't. 
her because she moves around. She moves around to steal blood from little children. I'm pretty sure she's not giving you her social security number. Well, I, I'm pretty sure that she doesn't actually just. Are, are you suggesting that Satan doesn't have like Satan's like version of life lock isn't very good? Uh, well, mm. I'm pretty sure his insurance policies don't include <laughs> cybersecurity. Probably not. So, so this movie, like, like I was saying, we've got the bullied kid who get, whose parents are going out of town for the night. Has They're the having babysitter hotel therapy. hotel therapy, which my favorite thing is when we get to see the hotel therapy. It's one of my favorite jokes of the whole movie. <laughs> yes, we. <laughs> That's it. Keep going. I'm sorry. Yeah, That's just, no. That is one of my favorite jokes. <laughs> we we won't come back to it. It <laughs> is really good. So, so uh, you know, <laughs> parents got a town. He's. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Parents go to town. Parents go to hotel town. Therapy. Boy, do they go to town. They didn't really go out of town either. They just went they downtown. They just go downtown. <laughs> they went yeah. to, the, to the Hilton. Downtown. <laughs> where, can you, where can you go when life is taking you alone? Anyway. Um, Table des Lagen. <laughs> I used to know it in German. I'm not going to lie. That wow. hurts me. Well, how, do you, how do you say yeah. disinterested hand job in German? <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, write in. Let us know. Actually, I'll ask. I'll ask. I'll ask David. He knows. Somebody will probably let us know. Um, but it turns out because he you speaks know, German, not because so, in, so, not because of disinterested hand jobs. So first off, we've got the kid who's like, I don't need a babysitter anymore because he's 12. no. Well, no, he does he need a does, babysitter. His, the joke is that he keeps saying. No one else has a babysitter my age, do they? But he wants one. Yeah. He he's terrified. He, he's I, terrified, but he also really, really likes me. Do we yeah. feel like at one version of the script he was moderately autistic? No. I feel like there was a version of see. I feel like this script went through ten million versions, and I uh, overall love this movie. Talk about it at the end. How much yeah. I love this movie, but I still feel like the script suffers from like rewrite a phobia where like every person who touched the script rewrote it yeah. and at one point i feel like it was a very it only has one writer listed I, that's I, you, you but saw me go for the it. script has also been in production for three years before the film was made and yeah. the film was on the shelf for two years mm -hmm. yeah because like new line paid for it and then they ended up selling it to netflix yeah i don't know why they wouldn't just release it though well, and this one they in a, probably didn't think it would do that great. This won an award. The script won an award for the best unproduced script right. of 2015. Well, let's be a, mm -hmm. it is pretty, a pretty fucking good script. So going yeah. back to that script. I just want to get to the point where we can just say, okay, this is where things are going to happen. I think so, we can just do that. We, I think we are pretty close. We to kind that. of are. So parents go to town. You know, the kid is like talking to his bestie girlfriend who's like, oh my God, babysitters, when you go to bed, you're going to have their boys in there. It's really not his girlfriend. It's really not his girlfriend. He's, he's, he's crushing on her, though. Yeah. No, not unlike that camp. He's crushing on her as much as she is. Yeah. Um, no. It's, it's a very my girl situation. He is, he is, Except, he is actually crushing. Like, you see him, you see him ogling dim titties a couple of times. Yeah. You so, very specifically see that. So, so his, his bestie. Ogling bees titties. Yeah. Right. He's totally ogling these titties. Yeah, dem titties. Dem titties. Dem titties. We're not, we're T -I -D -D -I -E -S. The, the actual friend from not school friend. who she he's texting with no, saying, I know. I know. saying that he's... when you go to bed, your your babysitter's going to have her boyfriend over and they're going to have no. sex. And no, that's what causes this whole thing. No, but he, Cole, Cole totally, like, he actually does kind of have a crush crush on her. Because again, he's... See, I don't... I never because got he is, that. A, he's checking out the titties. And B... He does, he's very senpai notice me. See, he, I, but he's also, and, and, and also at the very end, it's, it's he actually just straight out says, like, I loved you. Mm -hmm. And I realized that. Like, well, he I, said that to the to B. That's yeah. who I'm talking about. 
Okay, so we're talking about the girl next door. The girl oh, you're just confusing her with B. The girl next door, she crushes on him. He kind of knows and kind yeah. of reciprocates. He crushes on B. He crushes yeah. on B really hard. And actually, yeah, the girl next, the girl across the street is actually, he actually is, he, yeah, total besties. Yeah. 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 But that's, so we were talking about the girl next door and you kept trying to say that it was B. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> we don't script this podcast. Can you tell? <laughs> this podcast so anyway, just won the award for like so, the best unproduced script of 2007. I mean, so I mean, I adore this movie. I really do. It's it's very 1980s Joe Dante, PG-13 kids horror with a kick, and I kind of love it. Then you only say fuck once, but yeah. it's TVMA. Exactly. Um, wait, where is it? Because it's also they, shown. They on try screen. not to say fuck. Multiple times. Yeah. They do a lot of mother fuck. And then something yeah. happens. But one person does say fuck. Yeah. I, I, the second time I watched for it. Because I wondered. Was this being produced well, because to be a PG-13 movie? Again, there's also a. There is a. The, and the text spent... what the fuck appears on screen. Yeah. Which, okay. is, which is. But that was probably. I feel like that was added in post. When they knew that it was going to be a Netflix. Yeah. And they didn't have to worry anymore. It was going to be an Right. Because be. they're not worrying about. The screen. I think the, but also the level, the level of blood being shed is also not something that you can see. MCAA is actually not that bad about blood usually. If it's just blood, yeah, fine. If it's like gore, like organs and skin and shit, then then they're gonna have more. Uh, But I think, I think this comes back to the script. I think the script was written at a time when it was like we want to sell a PG thirteen movie, right? So that's why there's only one scripted fuck. Yeah. Are we recording? Because, yeah. Okay. We totally didn't just take a break right there. Babysitter Satanist. Babysitter Satanist. Yay. Satan. So Satanist. I I feel like the Satanists would actually have a problem with this movie. Well, I we mean, haven't I, actually had they weren't Levian. They weren't babysitter <laughs> Levians. Yeah. They were like legit, like actual, like they human were sacrifice Satan. Yeah. yeah. Uh Paul Haas, don't be angry. These aren't you. These are <laughs> real <laughs> devotees of an of a Satan they believe exists and gives them power. Right. Which well ish. Yeah, I couldn't tell if it was all a lie or not. Because I actually don't I don't even think they really speak that well, she does make a line of there's a line about making a deal with the devil. Yeah, she does yeah. and wishes. It and was all about wishes. you did the thing to get your wish. Right. Yeah. But my, all, but she also says it doesn't work without the book. So it might just be the book. It might not actually bo- be the devil specifically. Yeah, I don't. Right. The, they don't spend any time on the mythology of this, which no. I'm kind of like. Which I'm, I'm okay, okay with. with it that. doesn't need it doesn't need explanation. You don't need a lot of thought with this movie. Yeah, this I don't. I didn't. I mean, I always want explanation because I'm me. Yes. And our listeners should get, be on board with this by now. <laughs> <Right>. But <laughs> I was fine with it. What I what I thought was weird. So this is my weird moment where I'm way too into religion. And I was like, second time watching, I'm like, bitch, you were wearing a rosary as a necklace. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is already a little weird because She's, that, that she, comes way down to the titty area, which is why they did it. Right. So to emphasize the boobies. Right. Also, discount Heather Graham. If this movie was made 15 years ago, would have been this Graham. would have been Heather Graham. Well, been yes, Heather but Graham. at this even, point, Heather Graham is discount Heather Graham. 10 years ago, I yeah. think it still would have been Heather Graham. We all just would have been like, she's a little older than it should be the age for a babysitter. A little bit. No, because even, I mean, even at that point, she was ago, on Scrubs. She was, she was Scrubs and she ago, was doing 15 years ago, nights. but I meant 10 no, years Boogie Nights was back in the 90s. 15 years ago was not the 90s, I yeah. guess. No. God damn it. Yeah. So, no, but it's still... 
It's Brooke from Popular is the mom, <laughs> and I squealed like a little girl. She's really I was good. So happy. Both the, both both this, the parents it could are only really have good. been better if Mary Cherry. Had showed up. I wish Mary Cherry. I wish Mary Cherry would have been um, like instead of the weird creepo dad who uh, was the girl next door's. Oh, oh um, God, dad! <laughs> he was like so the good. the one who obnoxiously was like putting it down by his dick and spraying the car. <laughs> yeah. and I was just like, oh, oh my, my lord! He always shows up. I don't remember what yeah. his name is, but he's. He's like, you know, constant douchebag. Some of the best well, jokes in that movie are at his I, expense. Though. I do yeah, love that they wrote him out. They were like, oh, he's with a Protestant, which is my second, <laughs> second <laughs> yes. favorite joke in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, like, that goes back to, <laughs> because that's <laughs> second favorite. It's, it's, it's a, this movie is like an Edgar Wright thing. The first half hour of the movie is all set up. It's all it's, everything oh. and everything that co- that takes place, every joke, every little thing, and, and it's it is really Edgar Wrightish. It's very hot fuzz. Well, it's Chekhov. Mm-hmm. There are all of these. There are all yeah. of these jokes that play in the first twenty five to thirty minutes of the movie, and they all come back later in the movie at they a do. dramatically right. appropriate time. And in some cases, like, like with, with the knife in the dishwasher, yes, it's, it's the best joke. It's, in the movie. it's subverted, mm-hmm. yeah, because you know you you're 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 like I was sitting there like expecting like oh the knife's in the dishwasher the knife's yes. in the dishwasher no that and whole scene. That scene yeah that whole scene I was like oh my god there's a knife Dish, in the dishwasher, dishwasher. get like, the, the knife in the dishwasher, dishwasher kid dishwasher. Like, saw it. <laughs> and then he reaches in it's not there cut to the best moment of just like little hand job going no one's paying attention <laughs> were you the one who put the knife in the dishwasher <laughs> I love that he had to think about it too he had to like stop thinking about the porn <laughs> yeah yeah that was me back to the porn you know <laughs> But it's hotel porn. How good can it be? I love that. So their hotel therapy is both of them in plush robes in a white bed spread, (laughs) completely covered because PG-13 again didn't show anything. And her just masturbating him while she reads and he is obviously staring at the porn on the TV. Right. Right. Oh because God. you know that brings a marriage back together. It does. It really does. <laughs> it is actually very. If, if you and Scott ever have trouble, that'll be what you do. You'll get a Hyatt downtown. Yeah. You'll go downtown. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! But and this, just I like... think this um, for for the amount of screen time that his parents don't get, like they really, they're perfect. They really are. Her and you, coming out, you have a really good picture of their entire fucking relationship. It's true. No, and I actually. I, I made a comment about Stephen King parents because <laughs> oh, yeah. the girl's dad, the <laughs> other girl's dad, such a Stephen King parent. Right. Like, yes. Obviously, like, mildly abusing his daughter by just, like, not caring about right. her in the slightest. Yeah. But his parents... He's, well, ab- he's abusing her by existence. Yeah, Come yeah. On. Like, not that he's actively doing anything to her, but his existence is just, just ignoring and not Incredibly douchey. Yeah. Yes. And, it's like what happens but, when Arnie from Christine... And I love... Oh, I love, like... Um, Cole's parents because they were like you know the mom was like I can't believe my son just said pussy to me but she was like she accepted it and kind right. of went with it at the time yeah. or that his dad I want to give who, the just the portrayal of this dad like an award so right. I want to be like that's the best kind of dad ever who is just like so accepting of his son's crazy idiosyncrasies yep. and just yeah. like you know, you know what? You put the seatbelt on, and we almost drove. Good for you, son. Well, he's also dead. He's twelve, and he's also but he's also terrified of everything. Yeah, he may be fourteen, which would make a little more sense while he was Fair driving. Enough. We we still haven't figured that out. Yeah, but... I'm I'm going with he might have said twelve, and I think that was just like a misline. I think I think both of the I think both of the parents like the relationship that Cole has with the parents is actually pretty good. Yes, the relationship the parents have with each yeah. other is fucked. Yeah, completely. Fucked. Yeah, yeah, they have no relation um, with each other. But there, it's a I think his mom. It's a 
I think my parents are getting divorced. They're not even like helicopter parenting. No, really. no. They, I feel like they're just like. I feel like they have a babysitter because Cole requested a babysitter. Right, because yeah. he's not because the parent. The parents probably would have been like, "You're fine. Don't use a knife to build your little machines." Right. That never really came back in. Oh, yes, it did. Not really. And I mean, it was kind of how he did the car. Exactly. Well, That's exactly what it was. Because the, the maneuver that the, the maneuver that the car takes at the end is, is the exact is maneuver. Is the one you saw him do, yeah. yeah. Age-wise, here, here's what's confusing about me. Because you've got this 12 to 14-year-old child, um, who is still a child, I yes. guess. Why are there all sorts of toys scattered all, all, through the because hallway? Because he builds them. Yeah. Okay. That was Paul had the same problem. The toys with that. are predominantly like there's like RC cars yeah, and shit, yeah. and that's like they're his all deal. they're yeah. all like it was a thing that actually I remember. So the writers, the babysitter, are probably my age. I'm just pointing this out because yeah. those exact things were really popular. Oh yeah. In like the early, the late to '90s, early 2000s, yeah. of like build your own, be a mechanic, be an engineer, yeah. right. like that exact color scheme of like the bright yellow with all the circles. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's uh. The, the, wasn't the Lego Technic shit, but it was the same kind. Yeah, of it was the same kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah, and they kind of by the by the time I got it in high school, like two thousand five area, yeah. those kind of fell out yeah. of yeah. Vogue. And also, this kid—I mean, this kid is really, really smart. So, yes, and, and he's obviously like a builder, and he's yeah. obviously see because the way he's talking about the car, that scene really sets him up a lot. Yeah, um, and, but he's really, really smart. But again, this is my early on. I think he was supposed to be autistic, is because mm-hmm. he's really literal. Yeah. He is not able to translate someone saying something sarcastic to him into sarcasm. He becomes super literal, right. which was done by the actor as a choice mm-hmm. I... to not look stupid. But I think on the page, you could have written it more as he was slightly autistic. He yeah. was a little, or maybe Aspergery, if we want to go that route. I have a little trouble with that, just because it's such See, a, it's, it's such a it's such a modern trope that anytime you have a weird kid, he's got to be like well, Aspergers, and I think, or he's got to be like it on is spectrum. And or, I think in the movie they chose just, not to do it. And I'm glad that's they my did. point. I think I think they that's the, that was the right move though because yes. he's he's just he's just a smart kid. And smart being a smart kid is enough to make you feel like a fucking yeah, it freak. is. No, and what but that's what I'm twelve twelve year old me. This would have been like my favorite that, movie ever. It seems like this. he's that smart kid that's on the edge of gifted kid burnout. Yeah. No, he, he reminds me a lot of when I was a kid. Oh. And parent and and you would just kind of look at adults and be like, I'm watching you do stupid things that I could have done right. better, but you won't let me. Do you know who right. he reminds me of? Hmm. Um I've forgotten his name, the name of the character. The protagonist of Real Genius. The Val Kilmer guy? No. no the other one. The kid. What yeah. is his name? Mitch. Oh. Okay. It's been a long time. The character's I've, name. I have Real never Genius. seen speaking of Speaking of movies about smart kids that were my favorite thing ever when I was a right. kid. Yeah, yeah. That's, That's like one. if you read the book Ender's Game. Ender's Game is all about yeah. smart children and um, how they interact with adults. Right. In in the horror movie canon, the uh, films that came out around the same time that Mick G would have been growing up. The Gate. Oh my God, Mitchie. Smart, smart kids fighting demons. More Joe, more Joe Dante, which yeah. is, yeah, fair enough. Uh, and and Return of the Living Dead Part Two, which yeah. again not as good as or the, first the one. Pit from Canada. Mm-hmm. Well, The Gate was from Canada. Yes, but The Pit is another movie the about Lost a smart Boys. child. Oh, yeah. smart kids fighting demons. Smart kids yeah. fighting evil. All and, Corey Feldman and yeah. nerdy kids. Actually. That means Friday the Thirteenth yeah. Part Four. Yeah, smart kids fighting well, monsters. Yeah, but the, the the idea being like. 
that was such a thing. When I was right around the age that Cole is in this movie, mm-hmm. that's what was on cable. No, and it makes sense. So and this would this this movie feels like it was made specifically to trigger all of the happy well, endorphins in the thing. 12-year-old me's brain yes. at that time. Well, here's the thing. It's and and so it, this is why we're going back to that right now because let's face it, we have Trump as our president and people want a happier time. So they're getting into this. So they're going and back 90s to the Reagan slope. era. Mm. I mean, movies in the 80s at that time <laughs> were really He's, fucking happy because people didn't were, want to, especially they didn't want to deal movies. with Reagan. They didn't want to deal with Reagan. So <laughs> and Bush. that's what we're getting back to in terms of cinema and, and in terms of a lot of horror because yes. people don't want to deal with the real world. Movies well, are escaping. And the truth is we're getting back to that because the people who have the money, the producers, are go, are the people who were teens right yeah in the they're 80s banking on and the they watch those yeah. and they're putting their money into what yeah. they want they're literally banking on this yeah but the thing about the so where this is going with this well, movie could even just be that they're in that they're, if that's just their influences because they grew up watching those yeah movies. it's the, it's not necessarily nostalgia like oh i missed this and i want it again as much yeah. as they're right. just like this is what i think is good horror like yeah. this is the, like, like the weirdest little fact that i ran across is like jeremy saulnier the guy mm-hmm. who made green room and blue ruin and yeah. uh, murder party which Springs to we, mind because oh, this movie reminds me Murder Party. This movie reminds me a lot of Murder Party. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, love I really Party. want to see Murder Party. That's on my short list. Have you not podcast. seen it? No. Oh my it's on fucking Shutter. god! You need to. And see I it. was gonna watch it, and then I was like, "Oh, if we oh, do yes. it for the podcast, I might say because it. because the things that are that go on in the babysitter, it's a lot of the things that make the babysitter really really funny, especially in the second act, mm-hmm. are also in Murder Party. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's a different vibe. Murder Party is more about like artsy hipster yeah, yeah, people, yeah. and the babysitter is more like taking those. CW, um, yeah, yeah, which all of them, yeah. all of them. Yes. Well, yeah. Bella Thorne was Disney, yeah, but still, she was a Disney. So, kid. No, Max, he yeah. is from the Tomorrow People. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> all of them, yeah. I can't all believe of they them. remade the Tomorrow. People. Um, what is her name? Samara, the, uh, the main the yeah. babysitter. Yeah, Samara um, Weaving. Samara Weaving. She is from the Duff. Her and her and my Titty Gong. Titty Gong. <laughs> the girl got attacked. Oh, okay. They were in the duff together. Yeah. Mick G was part of the of duff. Of course. Of course. And so um, was the writer, by the way. Yeah. He was involved <laughs> as a producer in the duff. And there were other actors from the duff in this. This is like really, really sp- spiritually connected to that yeah. movie. I have to, uh, I just, the cinematographer's name is Shane Hurlbutt. <gasps> yeah, Hurlbutt. I don't know what Hurlbutt. Oh my God. He started his career as a cat curler. And now Hurlbutt. he's a <laughs> But my, now, now I'm now I'm reading. Now you're looking into him. Yeah. So, but my thing with this movie, and I love it a lot. But I, uh, this movie suffers to me from looking like a poorly done script made into a good movie. Yeah. And like when I started watching it, the initial first twenty two minutes or so, twenty two minutes, by the way, because I I won this morning. I stopped it and I watched when I was watching yeah. it with uh, with Paul, my partner, and was like, okay, twenty two minutes is. When he's start just going down to look at the yeah. the kids, yeah. so that first twenty two minutes, when I first watched it, I was ready to be like, "This movie is going to be a fucking nightmare, and I'm going right. to hate it." Oh, really? I was so pissed, and like, I did not want to have to. This reminded me of Gerald's game, where I was like, "I'm just going to be angry. I'm going to watch yeah. another fucking Netflix movie that's going to piss yep. me off." Aww. And I was. It's been a long week, so I was looking at that movie. Long week. Long weekend going, mm-hmm. uh, I'm going to watch it because I'm going to do this podcast, but motherfuck, am I going to be pissy about it? Um, and then when we hit that point and we start introducing the horror elements, yep. yeah, 
flipped. It was a hundred percent flip and going back, like Andy said, the second viewing, the second better. viewing that first 22 minutes, I was like, Oh, I accept this for what it is. Right. And I also am yeah. not as annoyed by it right. because when I first started watching it, it was all Mick G. Mick G, if you don't, if, if you have no context, listeners, or if you two have no context. No, I know Mick G. Charlie's oh, Angels, Charlie's yes. World Throttle. Charlie's Angels. CW is Television. Terminator Salvation. Oh, I, I okay. try to pretend. Everybody forgets that I one. try to pretend. Okay. I, I escaped okay. it. I never watched Christian it. Bale's, Christian Bale's one of his worst productions. Which is really mm. saying something, because Christian Bale does not do good movies. I love Christian Bale. I do not. Oh, I love uh, The Machinist was fun. The Machinist was good. He does a lot of good stuff. I did I did Andy like the Nolan Dance. Batman Batman I, stuff, but no, I did there were things did, about Andy. that that I did not like. But Actually, anyway. Christopher Nolan anything at this point could just fall off. <coughs> I don't have any use for Christopher oh, Nolan. But, um, I have a special, special place in my heart for I've seen it. It was... But, uh, but, mm, no, but like... The gimmick is the gimmick is all there is to it. So there, uh, and I don't like that. But you could say that about Kuso too. We could. What, the gimmick, what gimmick is, is in Kuso. The gimmick is the fucking body horror. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So, <laughs> but going back to the script, I mean, every every horror movie is going to have a gimmick. Every movie is going to have a gimmick. I just Something love that. Like, Kuso has rented so much space it, it in your head right now. It's no, just no, because so you bring the, it up every week. The problem is, it has no space in my head. But it's still I there. Just, I just associate Kuso with shitty movies. It's I never want to literal think about. shit. Like, but you bring it up. Movies. You bring it up every week. Yes, because our listeners only have our podcasts to deal right. with us, so <laughs> we have to tie it in so they have a reference. Right. Um, Continuity, kids. The big thing that about this, the first 20 minutes that really bothers me was all of the setup that you praised. Oh, yeah. Was all of the, you know, Chekhov's gun, which is the, the trope of we yeah. introduced the gun in the first act, mm-hmm. we shoot it in the third. Yeah. Chekhov's remote-controlled this car. Is, Chekhov's every dishwasher. Chekhov's uh, ramp. Even, yeah. This is even like Chekhov's two-second reference to... Some strange trope that's going to be brought literally back right. up, like that first twenty-two minutes felt like the end of the third prequel in Star Wars, where you you're know like, what it, you you're know watching what? them bridge the gap. I swear to you, you know what it, you know it. It felt like on on a rewatch, it felt like the first twenty or thirty minutes of Hot Fuzz, mm-hmm. where if you if Which you I did not like that either. My God, I, no, I liked Hot Fuzz. I didn't like the first twenty minutes of Hot Fuzz. But the thing the thing about the first the the opening of Hot Fuzz is there are so many things there. There are just little jokes that that, that you're making, mm-hmm. and they they, they come, come back, back in in a large and they I, come back in like their second boss form toward yeah. the end. <laughs> what I would have liked, and it's and they're and they're way better. Right. This is what I will say. The cut of this movie, I would like slightly better. Is if we started it right from that weird random found footage moment where it's all from his perspective. That story cam? Yeah. yeah. Oh, God. That, if, it was so if good. If we started the movie from that moment and we cut out all of like the earlier setup crap that I didn't need. Yeah. And maybe cut a little bit, like maybe have that next door neighbor girl be over and that way we introduce her. Like you'd have to rewrite it a little. Right. But I would have been that much happier. I could not disagree more. Yeah. And because that's just. It's fine rewatching it. I didn't. I wasn't hating it. I wasn't seeing all of the TV and music video filmmaking oh, yeah. that kind of bothered me. Where I'm like, Mick G, I would like you to rise above. Mm-hmm. I just he's, want he's you to rise to. above. I actually, I will say, there's some he really. Did, he didn't did really Mick good. Like, there's some good once the horror picked up. There are yeah. some great shots. Yeah, in there. but that yeah. beginning, like that was snorri so, cam shot again, yeah, was um, so like weirdly cut and so music video-y really and TV, was. and I was just like... Well, that was. A, I think that was Mick G kind of 
realizing that he had kind of a bait and switch thing because yeah. no one is expecting Nick G to make a horror movie. No. Least of all, an even remotely effective horror movie. Yeah, and I and um, I think and when the horror kicks in, there are these incredible shots. Again, I'm going to say story. Well, it cam takes again. a hard and, left. And, and well, there's and, this the, the the scene in the crawl space. Um, oh, that 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 lateral tracking shot to the yeah. left in yes. the crawl space was fantastic. And part of me the wonders the treehouse, the treehouse shot when he's mm. in, yes, he's, when they, the hanging. No, yeah. it's when uh, Cole is in the left hand side of the left hand side of the frame, and there's all of this negative space, and you just see Max appear behind yeah. in the yeah, distance. I like it. There are just all of these great shots. No, that it was, look incredible, and they totally fucking work. And this yeah. is my question: <clears throat> Do you think that was McG or do you think that was Shuttlebutt? <laughs> Shane Hurlbutt. 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 I think I, I think his it was, new name is Shuttlebutt. Shuttlebutt. Okay, okay, there you go. Shuttlebutt. Shuttlebutt. I think it was. I think that's gonna be. The I think I do not. I do not think there is a director on Earth who is not who is getting anything without some input from his. Well, of course, but every every. I'm just wondering. Every Nick if, G must for every Nick G there I mean, must be it, a commensurate <laughs> Shuttlebutt. Um, I mean the the DP. <laughs> Shuttlebutt, the DP. <laughs> the director of photography oh, does gosh. actually have to have some kind of input. Because, I hate, I hate because, to say it, Chekhov's, Chekhov's Camaro is no longer the title. <laughs> shuttlebutt. Um, the DP Shuttlebutt, is that what it would be? Shuttlebutt, the DP. So, I mean, it, because obviously, you know, the director of photography is the one behind the camera. They're going to say, look, no, no, no. This is what's going to work in this shot. Yeah, and I, so. part of me, I, you looked him up. Did you see? Were there horror movies in um, Hurdle Cock, Hurdle Butts? Shuttlebutt. Every time you say Shuttlebutt, I just instantly go back to South Park. I'm like, does he have Patrick Duffy for a leg? What is this? <laughs> oh my god! Uh, he actually, you know what? He did. He did music videos as well for Gloria Estefan, oh. The Smashing Pumpkins. Well, maybe he just has has it in him. Um, but... I'm trying to see. Is there a filmography? There's a filmography. Hang on. Oh, the Guardian. There's a remake of the Rat Pack that he did. He oh, was no. oh god. He he shot he he uh, shot the skulls. Crazy beautiful drumline into the blue. That drumline. was that surfing movie, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah. Right? Drumline was well shot. Um, we yeah. are Marshall. Well, that was McGee. Didn't realize McGee directed that, but there we are. He directs really random movies. So he's actually worked with McGee before quite a bit because he yeah. also he shot We Are Marshall with McGee. He shot Terminator Salvation I'm... with McGee. Well, here's another thing. Um, so about this is somebody though. that he's obviously worked with quite a bit, and there, I will say, like this is a fantastic. It is. It looks really good, yeah. but it also is effectively shot, I will which is say, just as though, important. I will say yes. though, in regards to McG, because McG and like Michael Bay are of that same school of directing. Oh, oh I disagree. He, no, McG toned this back a lot. No, but McG is the fast cutting kind of TV cut. So yeah. that first yeah. 20 minutes is Mick G. Right. That is what Charlie's Angels was shot as. Yeah. Where it's like, it's all quick cuts. It's all pan filming. It's very stylish. It's a TV set. So you yeah. only have so many cameras. I almost right. feel like, I, I, going back to the Edgar Wright thing, I almost feel like he was trying to set up like the first part of the movie as a very Scott Pilgrim kind of I, thing. Yeah. And I, could, I could take that. I, would, I, I feel like that's where he was I going I could with give it. this movie a lot of you know, Mick G, maybe he has some real talent. This was really a chance to show it. I, yeah. Who knew? I certainly right. agree he has who talent. Um, um, but I, I, I gotta say, what, I still love the Charlie's Angels movies. I love I, them. I love them, but I love them because of those so, girls. Oh, yeah. I and, don't love them because yeah. of the filmmaking. Right. No. The filmmaking. This was like, I, I, I was Especially expecting to be trash. Especially during that bike really scene in the second one. I'm like, I love them, but the, that bike the, scene was terrible. The bike scene was terrible, mostly but, because they see, spent most of the budget on, like, CGI-ing Drew Barrymore's but butt. But see, where... Well... 
girl. <laughs> I love you, to Drew Barrymore. Love pump your up curves. Cameron's butt and pump down Drew's butt. Yeah. Um, Cameron but, used to have a butt. She did at one point. The I loved mask. her in the mask. Yes. Yeah. I loved her in the mask. I love her in everything. She I just had, loved but she her. Had, so she, had, she had curves in the mask. She Cameron. was really good in that Cameron. bad teacher movie or whatever. Meet me, where meet she, me over here. What she happened? had to seduce Justin Timberlake. Did she make friends what with happened? Gwyneth Paltrow? Oh, oh, and um, friends uh, don't let friends Pfeiffer. Oh. Michelle Pfeiffer. Michelle Pfeiffer. Wait. Yeah, because she's like this thin. Yeah. Oh yeah. no, no, but yeah, that's not. But no, not, we're not talking. No, it's not like it's asslessness like, isn't contagious. What if Paltrow is. is the whole goop no. thing? Just yeah. Like, swallow your kelp tape and go on with your life. Leave do your weird you. rubbing alcohol. No. And try to live on fifty dollars a month. No, when Michelle Pfeiffer was on The Simpsons and she had to do all the crazy mouth things. They had to spend an extra hour with her to create all of those things with vegetables because she refused to eat sugar. Good Lord. So like she was she played a character on The Simpsons where she was like drooling about donuts all the time and right. eating junk food. And they had to create all of these mouth sounds like literally they talk about it where they're like, we had to put like a piece of broccoli, a piece of cauliflower and a celery stick. And that created the sound that a donut would have created. Yeah, sure. And because she was insane about it. She was like, I can only eat these vegetables. I brought them with me. Wow. They're all organic. Well, hey, so um, if <laughs> nothing else, she gets full marks for that. If you're going to be that I mean, picky, yes. she's that picky. And she's like, here, I brought my own. And at that right. point, if you're, if you're, well, the, if you're the producer or the director, you're just like, that's right, professional. Yeah, you're like, that's I, fine. Yeah. Michelle Pfeiffer, yeah. you do your thing. That's great. I love you. Catwoman forever. Damn, um, actually, not even just Catwoman. She's so much. I love she's her. delightful. I love Michelle she Pfeiffer. She is. She's However, one of my favorite parts Gwyneth of like, Paltrow. Hairspray. She's so good. But wait, Gwyneth you guys Paltrow. haven't seen Mother. Gwyneth, She's in we Mother. We know. She was in we Mother. Know. We know. I did not know she was I did in Mother. Not, oh I have not God. seen Mother, and I need to see Mother. It's but, still at the Gateway. Uh, really? They really? held it for another week. Oh my God, I'm ready to go. I know. I'm um, damn near ready. I want to see it again. <laughs> so, Gwyneth Paltrow. I'm like, girl, first off, no. Second, don't read her books. I got no, no time for Gwyneth Paltrow. No, I mean, I, on camera, you're fine. And, yeah. Like, Marvel the movie, performance, the best performance Pepper she ever Potts. gave was when her head ended up in a box in Cis Evanen. <gasps> what's in the box, Andy? We all know what's in the box. Is the box downtown? <laughs> is, it at the, is it at the Hyatt? Can I just say, can I just say the 911 call where he's like, call, call my parents, they're at the Hyatt downtown. <laughs> It was really good. And that 911 operator did not do that. Nope. No, I, actually, I love, I love how, how did the 911 operator know? I love this. Like, he's like, I got to protect myself. And then the 911 operator is like, no, don't do that. And what does he do? He grabs the pocket knife uh, and yeah. unfolds it with, oh, with this great oh, gravity. I love it. It's I a love really it. funny actually, line. That leads to like the fourth or fifth favorite joke. Oh, no. um, oh, you know that mirror is behind you? He does he's still now. To do it. He's still trying to do it. That's so cute. I love how, I love how that character. The babysit B just rolled with everything. <laughs> like no matter what happened, yeah. that bitch rolled. She, when 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 she calls out and she goes, "Well, it does now." Like, well, what's, what's the interesting thing about awesome. that though is at the end of the movie, she actually makes mention that she used to be like frightened of everything, just like Cole. Yes. and now she's like a confident, I, really confident so, person. Right. Here's Alex's and she plays challenge that question the for the podcast. Yes, Alex's challenge question is: Do you think that B actually liked? Cole more than maybe the other children that she's tortured. I absolutely do. I absolutely do feel that she had a connection with Cole that she did not have with any of other uh, I, of her other victims. I see no reason to believe that. I I don't I don't see any reason to believe it. I just because there's that that emotional farewell at the end and she she does cry, but dude, she, she wants to do the ET thing. He, 
Yeah. Well, yeah. So she like like I think she's I think she has developed a fondness for him. I don't mm-hmm. think she's I, I think more a lot of that may others. have been some crocodile tears. I do, I but think, well, I think well, that there was like, still a connection. It wasn't like Cole was gonna lift the car. Right. Off I was gonna of say her. you would you you you'd cry too if you had somebody's like penis extension car parked well, on yeah. your birth canal. Mm-hmm. Oh, I wonder if it impregnated her. Oh God, no. I think Satan can do that. Probably. Muscle car to baby. I mean, he brought Titty God <gasps> back to life. That's so. how the Transformers started. <laughs> god damn it hasbro so (laughs) but no so i want to go through all of the the characters the babysitter troop because so my everyone say your favorite and then we'll talk about why my favorite do we do we do we just do it all like at the the no no one at a time my favorite was max uh my favorite was uh the cheerleader kidding on (laughs) allison allison yeah my favorite was also max Yes. Okay. So Max, I'll go first because I, yeah. I love Max. Yeah. The whole time that Max was just unabashedly like, I'm going to kill this little 14, 12 year old, like super giddy, was still like trying to give him all the best dad yeah. lessons right? ever. Yeah. And I love that his dad wasn't it was giving him. really weird. It was just, yeah. It was loved a, it. Strange. It was such a weird yes. second act. But also I like his, um, his response to realizing that he's just blown up Sonya. Yeah. I know he looks he's super like, into it. He he's like, no, I'm, I'm Wait, not even. This kid's kind of badass. I'm, I'm not even mad. That's amazing. Yes, like, that's, the whole time, every time he has to react. Like the second time I watched it, I paid more attention to him. Oh yeah, because I really mm-hmm. didn't want to like him at first. I was right. like, oh, he's just the jock, whatever. He's a meathead. And then yeah. later, and then in the second act, I was like, oh wait. No, I really like he the, is. I like this performance where you're like you are like he. There is no reason to believe that, that Cole would live through in Max's mind, right? But Max is still going far out of his way to like really teach him. Mm-hmm. It's this kind how of to be a better person. It's this very kind of American type of masculinity, and I'm just because I I watched Wake and Fright this right. week, and Wake and Fright has a lot to say about toxic masculinity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, there's a little bit of that here well, too. It was where even though like I, even though he's planning on just like choking the life out of this fucking kid, there's still this moment of, well, I'm a man. I gotta I've got to mentor this kid that I'm about to kill. A little bit, and that's even actually that it turns here's, out to be his undoing with the, the whole. Don't worry, I won't let you die with egg on your face. Yes, yes. Here's yes. the thing that that turns me off of that character though. It it is that toxic masculinity that. You need to stand up for yourself and fight back. I'm like, oh, see, but I, I don't, don't like him because he's pleasant to be around. Right. I like I, him because there's a he, he's a, there's a really good point. Yeah, I like him, and he's really funny. He is yeah. more than just Jock who likes to kill. Exactly, yeah. he is a whole person. Right, and that is the thing. Sonya actually, I think, is the one who gets the worst treatment of this. Sadly, she, she is the only one who is not a whole person. Well, right. I will. And, 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 other than I think she is world devoted to Satan. Oh, she is. She's like, she's totally. she. I think I almost feel like B is the second. Yeah. And Sonya was the one who was devoted to Satan. Yeah. I will say, um, John. His name was John. I think. Um, it was John. The care. Uh, uh, the black guy. Yeah. Yes. Who was okay. played by King King Batch? Yes. Who yeah. is apparently a Vine star? Yeah. Or well, Vine star. he wasn't yeah. the guy who said. Um, Leroy, no, um, said uh, J- uh, LeBron James. Yeah. He wasn't that Vine star. No. He was another Vine star. And they put in that joke. Oh. Yeah. The per- that that LeBron James moment when he, he dunks the basket. Oh, right, right. That is a different Vine star's <laughs> thing. Right. Real super meta moment in that. I feel really weird about that just because, like, I f- first of all, I also he love actually, the character. he, I love the actor. 
Yeah. Um, he actually has a future. He has really good comic timing. He, he should be doing is, more of this. He is really good in this movie because he yeah. just provides like a pop. He is a lot right. better than the material they fucking yeah. gave him. Titty Gone. Oh. Titty Gone was great. It was wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> Who's going to motorboat these? <laughs> and he just did it. Yeah. That I, was great. I, I'm believing in my heart that that was a full on ad lib. Oh, totally. Right. They just had a camera on him and she said, Who's going to button? He just went, <laughs> You know, he just, he just went for it. He just carries it from yeah. there. And he's so, like, it's like, okay, I'm done. You but can have your movie back. Before right. we jump too far. But that said, his there's a couple things about him that I'm like, oh, dude. Like, when the cops show up and he starts immediately, the, well, hands up, don't shoot. Black Lives Matter. It's yeah. like, oh, how but, do you let this into the, your script? The, um, the, my joke there, I want to make this joke, and then I want to go back to Max, because I Please wanted do. to say something. I'm sorry. So my favorite joke there was, I speak Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> and then he, he totally says, Lo siento, or something. He says Spanish, and then he says, you know, my N-word. Yeah. And it translates on the bottom. <laughs> yes. What a blah, 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 my friend. Yes. As if oh. my N-word was Spanish for my friend, which right. I just yeah. was the perfect, like... It was really good. One second joke of, like, yes. Yeah. That had to have been in the script, and mm-hmm. that was just a really awesome, just, like, pop of a joke. Right. That I, I gave full credit to that. One of the few instances of words on the screen actually being a yes. good joke. Because there, yeah. were, there were a lot of words on the screen and mostly they weren't that They good. were fine. They right. were like, give or take. You mostly know? they actually detracted. You know, I, I was fine with it. Uh, it. The only one that really bothers me is the what the fuck because we don't need that. No, I um, think that was, I definitely feel like that was added in post. Yeah. Oh, yeah. no, it was all. Yeah. And that well, but that was added like Post, post, post. Yeah, and I, I feel like right. that was even added. I, I almost feel like that stuff was added so that you had that to create um, a precedent for the pocket knife. Yeah, the pocket yeah. knife. There was one label, earlier too, which then sets up the payoff for the pocket knife joke. Pocket knife, bitches. Yeah, yeah. and right. and it's a cute joke. Yeah, but they like. There I was I, there was one earlier, but so Max, I, I need to make this. Point. I'm sorry. Yes, I don't think that Max was actually portraying toxic masculinity. I think he was actually portraying a kind of masculinity that is not toxic. Because he wasn't saying, you have to stand up no matter what, and you have to be the man and beat him to nothing. He was just saying, you can't let someone walk all over you. You have to go up and you have to at least try to put your... Because it wasn't like, you have to beat him down and he didn't like get on his case for not winning. He was just like... You're just going to let this kid walk over. You need to. And that's not, I think, toxic masculinity. That's good advice. Yeah, like maybe yeah. you don't need to go up and pop him one. Right. But you need to go face someone who is trying to walk all over you right. and at least try. You know, maybe you're going to fail and maybe you need to get someone else's yeah, help. Yeah, at least you stood yeah. up here. Yeah. And that's what I think it was. And most of his advice, I felt like, kind of took Max from like this, you know, big old jock. I just want to kill people. I am a nothing to like. You're a whole person mm-hmm. yeah. and you're actually not just making this boy into you. You're giving him like legit advice about like, don't give up. Right. Fight for yourself. <laughs> you're don't not just, always going to win. Yeah, it's okay. Don't I'm just gonna, die. I'm still going to kill you. Yeah, yeah. Don't just die right now, but like try. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, and like when he punches him and he was like, yeah, that's exactly what you're supposed to yeah. do. Like you weren't going to beat me. But at the same right. time, he's also like, he's all, but then he sort of reverts to taunting him. And well, yeah. Because he's, so, like, he's, he's still, he's still a, bully. a teenager. Yeah. Like he's still a teenager yeah. jock. So I it's mean, kind of not, a, he's not perfect, yeah. but again, not being perfect makes you a person. No, I agree. Yeah. I'm not arguing that he's not a person. No, no, I'm not, I'm not even, saying that, but I'm just pointing out. And actually, but, that's why I, part of why I found him the most and, interesting and character. I appreciate that you guys love Max for, for being that whole character. Whereas I like Allison and Sonia 
Because they were not. But I think Allison <laughs> was. When she had the whole moment, she wanted to she be did. a journalist. Right. But we have to we she have to admit though she was they were she she was stringing him along a little bit i don't think was. she was i think she was being literal she just wasn't listening to him i think she was yeah. fucking with him oh i don't i think she, she was, was totally fucking with him. i don't think she was fucking with him i think she really thought she was going to be a journalist i think they were and maybe she was but, but like, that's but, that's but, my whole person but Allison. a journalist could be you know the weather girl yeah that's I not mean, a journalist that's a meteorologist so allison actually still that's, reporting the news ish that's that's no if you're ready the weather is not the news <laughs> it, it is if it's raining then oh <laughs> but, but you know so but allison as a whole person is she is just a dumb cheerleader yeah who really fo- is way too focused on sex and like b was scared and really focused on being strong Allison is really focused on being a smarter version of herself. Yeah. I will say, and that's why I believe the journalism thing. I, because, I also don't think. Yeah. I'll tell you one thing. I don't think Allison was particularly dumb. Um, oh, I, don't I think, think she, she was, was. I think she was the. the she was a cheerleader, she and was she was stereotypically pretty, dumb. She but, was very super. She was superficial. superficial she was. Yeah. She was the kind of dumb where no one has ever helped you become smarter, but you have raw smarts. But she was not. She was not like a. They didn't, I don't think they played her as dumb necessarily. As, again, oh, I read her as very superficial. like people who just call out obnoxious things that are in front of them yeah, yeah. are dumb. Yeah. I mean, when, when obviously you have positioned this person on purpose to not see the mirror behind them <laughs> and then you go, look at him try. Didn't he know there's a mirror behind him? That is dumb. Right. Getting shot <laughs> in the breast and being more worried about your titty yeah. is dumb. But I don't think she but it's is also, a, it's I don't a, think it's, she is an ignorant, like a stupid person. Yeah. Right. I think she is just someone who has never been challenged she's, intellectually. Well, I think right. she's she's and, the embodiment. And she's also of a, selfish and superficial. Yeah. And, well, I think and, she's the embodiment. She is she's the embodiment the mean of girl. She's the embodiment she's of that mean. stereotype. Yeah. And in I the same think, way that Max is the embodiment of the yeah. American uh, yeah. macho guy. And I think and um, he's I'm not a, sure what Sonia is the stereotype of. Psychopath. Yeah. Sonia. Goth girl. Yeah, yeah. Sarcasm. That makeup was great. Oh, I. I love her. I, like, I love her in whatever she does. Yeah. Even in even when she's being like creepy, super quiet girl mm-hmm. in in um in Pitch Perfect, Perfect, she's delightful. She's a creepy. wonderful actress. She's amazing. I love watching the her. the camera adores her, yeah. and she does not have to work hard for it not at all. all. Like not in all. this film, everyone else has to be really big, and mm-hmm. she is so small with her gestures mm-hmm. and her movements. Yeah, and the camera just like your eyes go to her. Yep. You're like ooh. Look mm-hmm. at her. She's striking. Yeah. I love her. I wish that she would have had... I think the problem is they made, in my opinion, they made Allison a person by giving her like a little bit of wants and needs. They made Max a person by giving him faults and then making him w- want to better someone else. B, I don't think, was a person. I think she mm-hmm. was just like a facade of lies. She was. And then the John, he was just a, a punchline. Really so he nice. wasn't really a, pun- a person, but I was perfectly fine with having a punchline. Right. You know, I uh, well, I think we should all call out the punchline probably shouldn't have been the only black person in the yeah. movie. But it's also regardless. It's also well, I, um, I mean, well, at least he wasn't the first to die. He wasn't. No, he was he was the first. He was the first named character to die. Yes. Um, uh, no, we we had a name for uh, Samuel. Yeah, forgot, Samuel. Uh, forgot about sacrifice, sacrificial Samuel. Sacrifice Samuel. So so yeah. yeah, John was the fourth person to die. Although way we thought he was the fifth. Yeah. Because yeah. Uh, at that point, I think uh, uh, Titty Gone was already passed out. I don't think she ever died. She never did. Her head gets blown. Well, yeah, the end. She does actually till that point. 
at that point, we can't refute her death. No, I think Sonya was being a little overdramatic about she's going to bleed out. Yeah. I think Sonya just really likes torturing people. I think she does. Well, she's, mm-hmm. she's, she's, the funny thing is, like, I think they're trying to play her like the spooky goth girl. Yeah. She's not dressed like a spooky and goth no, girl. And no, that white no. sweater. No. I really wish you would have had some leather on. Like, give her a domination. She is an awful you know, lot of the reason why I, I keep thinking of Murder dug, Party when I'm watching wait, this. Wait, though. I, I actually really kind of dug her vibe. I because it wasn't her. quite goth. Yeah. No, I absolutely yeah. did. It was vibe. it was very art house. I'm like, you're yeah. wearing a beret. And again, it, it's art house. It's you know, this I'm doing this because it's beautiful. And and yeah. she I mean she's got kind of that fifties like pencil skirt angora sweater. And she's got her own knife. Hot girl going. She on. brought her she own did. knife. Well, <laughs> and she very obnoxiously hands her knife to uh B. Mm-hmm. Um when she there's a moment and you have to catch it. But she, when she gets, and they all get up and she's like talking to Samuel, mm. she walks behind B and like touches her. And you actually get to see her like very quietly hand B her knife. Mm-hmm. So that's why there were two knives. I had one. I can never figure out where the fuck they came from. Yeah. I don't know where she was keeping it before <laughs> or after. Rectal sheath. I mean, uh, Sonia had a whole sweater to hide any number of things. She did. But B, seriously, that was in her vagina somehow. <laughs> I, I, really loved, else. I really did love because the, those um, booty shorts no super no cute space. super can i just say if she would have been in stilettos for this whole movie mm-hmm. my life would have been made yep if she yeah. would have been everything i want her to run and do all everything and just mm-hmm. like obnoxious stilettos now the first time i saw Samara because weaving, satan right? allows you to wear stilettos at all times uh Samara weaving the first time i actually saw her was in the first season of ash versus evil dead she was towards the I end i need to see that it's delightful i know it's pretty amusing yeah I yeah know. i mean it, it's it's pretty much just comedy it's yeah. not even horror but and, and it's basically ash is an asshole let's follow him around well, for that, two seasons that's and, what evil dead 2 and yeah. 3 were about exactly and we get to meet his asshole dad and like <laughs> his really asshole funny. ex-friends and the asshole bully cop and all of the assholes in his life everyone in this show is an asshole it's just a very uh, the thing that except I mean, for except for uh Pablo. Pablo is pretty cool. yeah uh the thing about like but anyway, but I mean, it's very, it's very self-aware, and actually, the yeah. movie is itself also really self-aware. Yeah, it is. It just bothers me a little bit that, like, for a movie that is as self-aware as it is, that like there are a couple of times where it's the kind of the scream thing, mean, where where they raise the trope and then they follow the trope kind of religiously. Like, oh yeah, the black guy dies first, or the um, gratuitous lesbian scene. Oh god, yes, that went on forever. And but yeah. by the way, that everyone, was just to make sure that Disney didn't want Bella Thorne back. Everyone in this movie who sees this movie should have watched it with Paul this morning with me. <laughs> because let me just tell you, yeah. when that kiss started, which Paul has a weird thing. He doesn't even like straight sex in movies. Like if it involves women, he's he is already tuned out. Mm-hmm. But those girls started kissing and he was cheering and busting out laughing and like having the best moment of his entire life. It was life a really wow. During scene, that though. like two and a half minute like, that whole because because they 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 basically they weren't just kissing they weren't even just smooching there was like they sort they of were having swapping like, gum they, they were having they, early lesbian sex they exchanged like, they exchanged this sort of lip thing where like because yes, like B like bites the one girl's lower lip and then you see it just sort of yeah no that was motion. that was one of the things that got yelled out I'm not even lying to you this morning like yeah. uh, Jordan who's in the back room of of our apartment <laughs> Paul was up there going oh my god the lip just jiggled. <laughs> 
and then and, and then and then uh, and then Allison has to turn around and do the same thing for B. Yeah, and B's lips are not quite as colored. I'm like, no, they're really they're not. they're both pretty much just dressed for scissoring at that point. They are. And what I love is we get to Sonya, and I was almost like, are they going to give us a second? Oh, that beautiful little see? chaste kiss. And it was, was so like the, on the forehead, like devotee kiss. That right. Was, I, I really liked that. I that's, did. That's probably when I started really digging Sonya. I wish she had. I, I did. I really did want. More I think we need to spend watching her go. Utterly psycho in that crawl space. Yes, though. but the crawl space. This is what I wanted to talk about. I, there, I have, I have some, I have some questions. Yeah. Those tarantula. <laughs> what the fuck house in, has tarantulas kicking around? California. There's are there tarantulas running yeah. around in California? But there shouldn't be that many. There shouldn't. They don't like each other. No, they're not. They're not. No, they're kingdom not, of the spiders. Herding. They're not group animals. They're not. They will eat each other. They're really fucking adorable, though. No, no, they're not. No, they don't have pink tips. I don't care. Spiders are only yeah, cute la, when they have la, pink la, tips. I disagree. La, 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 la. I disagree. La, 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 I think tarantulas are just la, adorable la, la, anyway. La, la, la. They were strangely yeah, yellow and brown, which I'm not yeah, quite sure. They're very pretty. But, but at the same time, I'm like, why are there tarantulas crawling? And rats. Uh, but yeah, they're, they're rats. Humongous rats white rats. But again, what? rats. They were white there to... rats aren't necessarily going to be out in like. Well, also, rats don't live around each other much either. And there were multiple dead rats. They, no, no. Rats are more rats are not tarantulas yeah. yeah but they're not though the if you have rats in your rats. home you yeah. pretty much have that rat or maybe two right uh, otherwise if you have mice you can have a million mice right. hmm. so that was like there was way too many and who went down there and set all of those traps because mom probably mom did showed that in the beginning of the movie yeah, she, no, no, she wasn't setting traps. She was clearing things out. No, but she she, she clearly, said she was setting traps. She clearly, she? yeah, yeah. I didn't hear that part. Oh yeah, I just don't know why you would ever have to go down there and set that many. That seems really obnoxious. There has to be a better way to kill things you under would, your you crawl space. Because I'm just telling you, crawl spaces oh, are fireworks not sealed and bug spray works really well. Okay, <laughs> why didn't that house burn down? Right. Um, I don't. Know. I mean, the physics of this movie are non-existent. No, they're not. It's oh come on, it's a cartoon. This movie well, is a cartoon. Which is what Majib does. Yeah. He makes live My favorite moment of though was getting one. shot in the titty and she flew back right. across the room. Ooh. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like oh shit, the, the, the little explosion, the explosion of like bug of a can of bug spray exploding off of a firework blew coal across the fucking yard. Yeah. The second explosion. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I, I'm still alive. Which you made the gas main. I love the we had no. no. If you have an explosion in a crawl space of a house, yeah. you do not build like fireproofing between your crawl space no. and your home. No, you don't. The house is on fire right well, now. It's also yeah. not that big of an it's also not that big of an explosion though. It's just it's just bug spray burning off. So it's not like it's No, no. It it was an explosion that blew flames out of yes, the bottom. Because this is a cartoon. Oh. Let's let's not try to fight for the physics of the movie. I'm not, I'm not, in I'm, reality that house is burned down. I have used yeah. I have used the word cartoon twice, three times now describing this movie. Remember that this is not reality because most people don't get babysat by Satanists who then decide to in the house that does not belong to them have the ritual sacrifice. Yeah. And by the way, who ritually sacrifices on a white rug? Right? Seriously. And that white rug is clean by the end of the movie. That is not happening. That's no. not happening. She's, Only in cartoons. That white, Maybe. that white rug is never clean. Only again. in cartoons. Maybe one of her wishes to Satan was the ability to clean blood out of white bubble oh God. Maybe she was just tired of ruining period panties. No, I don't know. Oh. Oh. We don't talk about periods because we're all gay men. I, well, I mean... We have women listeners. I'm sure they would like to know the secret of removing blood from period panties. So apparently, women, if you do a sacrifice and then steal the blood from the innocent and mix them and pour them on the book of Satan, mm -hmm. which are verses, 
Right. Because that moment was real awkward. Yeah. Um, you too can learn the secret of getting blood out of white upholstery. Nice. That's nice. the secret. All of our female listeners who have problems with their period blood on their white panties. Can we stop? <laughs> we talked about spiders. Which can we just bomb. like? Can we just like? Yeah, you had to talk we, about the tarantulas. Eh, if we're gonna refer yeah. to like the menstrual cycle, can we like call it something else? Like maybe the Oxford comma. I mean something. <laughs> something else. <laughs> just a, the word period is starting to lose all meaning for me. <laughs> the Oxford comma. But she just wanted to put a tampon on her titty. <laughs> titty uh, I was my favorite moment. That, just, that, that one line, if I was not already sold on this movie, which, by the way, the moment she she tucked two knives in there. Into and his then, skull. And then the he totally, the, the John was just like tapping on it like it was like a tag. Right? Like, it's not working. Oh, God. I just, my side is out of blood. Oh, God. Oh. I just can't. I just can't. How, how does it, how, I mean, how sharp are those things to just go right into the skull? Actually, not particularly sharp. If they no. were sharp, they'd have shattered. Oh, yeah. uh, you want a blunt thing to get through yeah, the skull. Yeah, also, she uh, has so really good arm strength for having no musculature. Right. Mm-hmm. None. For, for being your standard anorexic actress. Yeah, yeah. She has a, she has a big ass, though. She does. She got booty. She does. She And those shorts helped. Yeah, and that bathing suit. Right. I will say, like, that bathing I feel the like the bathing as, suit was not gonna turn me straight, but it kind of made me think about using that phrase. Me too. <laughs> like I was, I was checking out. I was. I, I was thinking about the bathing suit right now. Actually, going, she had a fine ass. That in was the an amazing suit. Like, ass. I want. I for a minute like, I considered that ass. Then I was like, no, I wouldn't know what yeah. to do with. Well, it. no, I, yeah. that's the yeah. I, like I generally try to recreate that with I'm, foam, and it doesn't work. I'm not even a gay top, so I'm right. not. That ass ain't gonna be working for me <laughs> at all. No. But that's like holy shit, because she. <laughs> I will say, and I don't know if that's photography or biology, but goddamn, she definitely has the, she definitely oozes sex. Yeah. I mean, her, her butt doesn't necessarily do that whole, that, that perfect curve that Jon Snow's does, but it's a nice butt. No, I mean, women's butts don't do what men's butts do. Truly women's, curse, women's butts have a completely different yeah, topology. They, they go down into the leg. They do. Yeah. Men's butts curve in suddenly, yes. which is what we are attracted to as exactly. gay men. Exactly. Ta-da. So, so um, uh, anything oh. else? To... I mean, um, there are some things that didn't work that I wouldn't mind I, talking about yeah, of because there are some flaws. In this there, movie. Oh, there are definitely flaws. Uh, Most like... of my flaws are the is the scripting where I just felt like, and I felt like there were a couple Chekhov moments that were not played out. Mm-hmm. Such as the toys. I know you feel like the one toy moment was the car, but I feel like the Chekhov car moment was him in the vehicle and then oh. talking about. Um, yes, but also the uh, like the the toys in the hallway, yeah. the remote control car. They actually showed it twice, specifically to put it in your mind, so that when if King someone... Batch steps on it and goes over the rail and dies, yeah, is he having a car? Yeah, yeah I thought does. he got pushed. He he was he, pushed, but he also stepped on. He the steps car on the car. Okay, yeah. So I missed that both times. Which yeah, that now at least makes that because I was yeah. like, yeah. that was a really obnoxious like pick up your toys and that mm-hmm. never plays out. Whereas right. almost every other reference also. Well, they actually the, they actually went out of the, again. They went the, out of their way to show inserts of that RC car yeah. like two or three times. They did. That's why I felt like it was really wasted. No, oh, no, he stepped on. Also, the madman joke I felt like <laughs> was a lot of effort for a really wasted joke. Okay, there are several things about that that i like um first of all i really really love that just because he 
uh, so con his dad is so condescending about, well, it's Mad Men. You wouldn't understand it. And then what does he do? Because this is modern day. He goes and Googles fucking Mad Men and binge watches it. And then he was just like, this sucks. It's like, yeah, but this is, it's, it's crap. And that's actually, <laughs> I went and started watching Mad Men and I made it through a season and like two or three episodes before I was like, ah, oh, I just fucking hate this thing for the exact same reason that Cole hates this thing yeah. because yeah. Don Draper is a dickhead. Don Draper is, is a, dickhead. a dickhead. I've never seen Mad Men. John Hamm is very attractive. John Hamm is extremely attractive. But He's Don Draper is very charismatic. But the point of Mad Men is John Dra Don Draper is a dick. Just watch that season of 30 Rock. And, um, uh, he's in Baby Driver too. He's he's marvelous. I need to see Baby Driver. Yes, you do. It's marvelous. Um, so like I liked that. I really enjoyed that because he he at that point he does like the the very common twelve year old thing. He goes and samples adult entertainment the way that his dad is telling him that he's too young to understand. Right. Not only does he understand it, he sees it for the bullshit that it is. Yeah. and it's a very grown up kind of moment. And then when he when he drops that honor at the end. Yeah, okay. The joke about spoiling Mad Men is not as funny as it could have been, yeah. but it's a really, it's still a it's, good joke. It's, it's one of the, so a lot of the setups for the jokes in the movie, I feel like they make sense. Like your dad would yeah. teach you how to drive. Yeah. And then you would have that moment when you steal the car and it works out. But that mm -hmm. Mad Men moment, I feel like was super like that was wasted. forced. It was, it was like pushed in. And it was that scene of him streaming it overnight yeah. was an unnecessary shot. I disagree. Yeah. Uh, just because so much of Cole's arc is that people are constantly underestimating him. Yeah. Constantly. His parents underestimate him. Um, his mom is surprised to hear a 12-year-old boy say the word pussy and retarded. Yeah. Or a 14-year-old boy. Well, it's even worse if he's 14. It's true. Well, um, his dad is like... She, she wasn't was, surprised to hear him say retarded. She was upset that he right. used that she word. Was she was real still surprised about pussy, though. Real she surprised was tripping on that. And I'm like, your kid's 12. All right. I have my mouth washed out with soap for saying for saying prostitute pussy by the time I was seven. Right. Andy, Protestant is not a bad word. <laughs> <laughs> but, so, but like, so the, it's very clear, like his parents t totally underestimated him. His wait, dad is very condescending Wait, do you think that Brooke from Popular was worried that her son knew about the sentient hole? <laughs> Probably not. I think she was more concerned about the word and whether or not he understood it. Okay. Because, I mean... I do love that moment of, like, Mom, I know pussy means vagina. I was trying to be like, never, never. I, yeah. I could say almost anything to my mother. I would never have said that sentence to her in a million right. years. But I'd like... But so I think that... What's I think funny that's... is my mother would have said that sentence to me. So. Oh, I know. So, Don't you know that pussy means vagina? Keep going. Yeah. So, but, yeah. So, like, everybody is... Everybody underestimates him. Uh, B completely underestimates him. Mm -hmm. Like, she, yes. she is, like, keeping him quiescent with all of this. Oh, we'll, we'll talk about science fiction movies and fucking xenomorphs and all of this shit which by the way xenomorphs have no gender because they reproduce right. asexually correct so that whole conversation made me mad well, yeah. also but, i mean technically the face hugger is male no technically it's Only an on asexual a reproduction hmm. <laughs> um i think the actually that might be why i like max so much is he's the only character in the movie who doesn't really underestimate him he keeps encouraging no, he him does to, yeah he keeps encouraging him to to and he is delighted to be surprised by Cole. Yes. Mm -hmm. Which is what I like. Um, I think, but I, everybody, every, so the Mad Men thing is basically, it's, it is that. Yeah, don't underestimate. It's, it's yeah. him. It's, yeah, just realizing that this kid has a mind that is a lot sharper than people give him credit for. Mm -hmm. He has, uh, 
willpower that people don't give him credit for. You that also is kind of echoed in the scene where they take his blood and they jab him twice, yeah. and he doesn't flinch or yeah. move or make a noise. Yeah, um, that's oh, that's the start of his actual. Arc. That was also my, that that was also another one of those obnoxious like. I know we needed to set up the needle mm-hmm. fear. I'm pretty sure any 12 to 14 year old is going to not want to be stabbed with a needle. Right. They, we didn't need to set up that phobia. Yeah. Well, I, I, think, I think they set it up, first of all, to set up that this is an unusually sensitive kid. Yeah. Can, can you guys tell that that's pretty much how I was at that age? He was I a really... We, we kind of got that. He was a really unusually sensitive kid, very frightened of a lot of things, Yeah. and mm-hmm. also really smart. And so that scene sets him up that way, along with the rest of the early parts of the movie. And it also does set up that payoff, because that scene does pay off really well. Not only that they're giving him the jab to draw his blood while he's supposed to be drugged and asleep and can't move and right. can't react, but... Also, she fucks up and misses the vein and has, has to, to do, do it, it again. again. Yeah, and they yeah. didn't even like and it make, it sets up swab the area. Oh, no. Like they didn't prepare. They're not anyway. medical professionals. You, They're Satanists. Come yeah. on. But this is not the first blood draw she's done. I'm sure. Well, I don't know. We don't know that. We don't know. If no, she's, we do know because she said she went. B's from done it before, being, but it wasn't. Because I wasn't, thought she just. Like, B did the draw. She them. did do the draw. San okay. Sonia. Sonia did the found the vein. Sonia had the needles. Yeah, yeah. For some reason, Sonia handed her the needle because it was from the case. Right. It was a really, really antiquated looking piece of... Right. It was a humongous that. needle. Yes, it was. For that kind of blood draw, it oh, was yeah. larger than the vein. I'm pretty sure they burst his vein. <laughs> also, I would like to point out that I have that exact same vein in the exact same spot on that arm. Yeah. And I, when oh, yeah. Doing it, I looked at it and I'm like, oh my God. That's actually where they draw from me too. That's usually where they draw from me. Yeah, right there. Um, let's do this. What didn't work for you, Andy? Um... A lot of the a lot of the flourishes, uh, a lot of the, and I kind of blame McG for those because mm-hmm. they all happened in post. The 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 text overlays, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't think those worked. Yeah, a lot of the soundtrack beats didn't work. Oh, I actually liked the. I like it was the ironic use of pop music. It was kind of the yeah. most of which, the time which reminds good. me of the mid to early nineties. Yeah, we are the champions was the. It Where did, did that not, one play when he steals the car at the end? Yeah. Oh, that I was so did not, not listening to the soundtrack yeah. at that point. So and this is scary. this is a weird like because it starts playing as he's running to the car and I'm like, mm. what are we doing? What are we doing? And I think I, it's, I think it's a Revenge of the Nerds reference. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's out of place, and it, because it doesn't work lyrically, it doesn't work. We are the champions. There's only one of them. We'll keep on fighting to the end. It just doesn't really work. It's it's We are the champions is basically like the '70s oh. arena rock version of yeah. my way. Oh my yeah. god! And that's not what this is. I hope he is twelve. Otherwise, their homeowners insurance isn't going to pay for those damages. <laughs> not at all. No, but, because if you're if he was fourteen, it was an intentional act. And yeah. oh god, yeah. I'm I also, so worried about their finances right now. <laughs> and so, like, I think that that I think I don't. And, and it actually is playing. It's also weird because it starts playing before he makes it to the car, but then he gets into the car and the song is still playing, and he cranks it up on the stereo right before he. Yeah, I before think, he implausibly guns the car to a hundred to go up that ramp that is the the roof of his old tree which house. is literally thirty feet away. Also, then, it's just that's not the right song for that no. scene. And I, no. if they, it, I think if they they could have kept the song if it just would have started when he blared up the stereo, it yeah. might have worked. They yeah. could have actually, honestly, they could have taken a hint from Baby Driver and used Brighton Rock. That would have worked out. Yeah, they could have taken a hint from Idle Hands and made it shout at the devil. It would have been funny. That would have been shit. wonderful. Yeah, it would have been really fucking funny. They should have been. Shout and at I the totally devil. would have believed that that dad. Would listen to that exactly yeah because I would have been on that board. dad 
That dad is not listening to Queen. No. no. That dad, but that dad would have fucking shot at the devil yeah, playing in his yeah. car. I mean, there would. might be some rush in there, but I don't Oh, God, yeah. That it, would actually work, too. I yeah. wouldn't have. But what I, yeah. this is what I would like to point out. Those are, those are just things. Again, this is not who, the shit on the movie. That's just a thing that didn't work. No. Who believes that that was an automatic oh, muscle, nobody. antique muscle car? No. And well, that that boy just literally started, put it into first gear, did a hundred in first gear, and then rammed into a house? Hmm. Yeah. Come on now. I'm trying to remember yeah. how old of a car it was. It, it was like a 1980s. So he, he, I mean, he was in his Camaro, 30s. Yeah. If we're giving him like young 30s, it was the car he wanted as a teenager. Yeah. So it had to have been an 80s car. Yeah. And an uh, 80s muscle car was not going to be an automatic. Actually, no. Been, um, but it if, he's in, if he was in his 30s, and that car would have had to have been car. a '90s car because this movie takes place in the present day. Yeah, because it references Mad Men, and we're and they giving are him, we're giving him, so put put him around forty ish. Yeah, yeah. I'm third, young thirties has given him a lot of just a bad early twenties. Did you see that man? Exactly. No, I'm no. figuring if, if he's if he was he's in old, his forties for he's, sure. He's old, yeah. he's old enough to have a twelve year old ish daughter. And be divorced and be pathetic and have that kind of uh, Lester Burnham American Beauty kind of thing. Yes. Going on. So yeah, we don't know who his neighbors are, but we don't want to know what yeah. Protestant he was working with. <laughs> oh, God. But that was that, a really great. That was the best. But even even the Protestant joke that, comes back that for, was a, the for best, a boomerang. It was that was great. the best callback joke ever because it was yeah. just like, oh, he's with a Protestant. She was so desperate, she came and picked him up. Yeah, and I was so like, he's like not even with a good Protestant. That is a really bad Protestant. Right? If they're that desperate. What freaking Protestant needs money that much? It's a pussy. I mean, men want it. You, you can actually use the word prostitute now. No, but it's no, not Protestant is funny. Protestant <laughs> is going to be how I refer to prostitutes so, forever. Um, those, those, are, those are the big things. And obviously um, what they did, like the 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 really bad kind of stereotyping, the step and fetching of John was disappointing. I yeah. could have done without the Black Lives Matter joke. I could have also, I hate to have a complex about this. I really could have done without the I have AIDS joke. Um, um, yeah. I could have done without that. They could have picked any STD. They could have. Yeah, herpes would have been funnier. No, I think <laughs> like, I think syphilis would have been funnier. Yeah, because yeah. I think mentioning syphilis would have would have turned it. everyone would have thought AIDS because of the blood. Right. right. But if we were just mentioning STDs, and if you would have been like, I have syphilis. Well, that's now. why I was thinking herpes would be good too. Yeah, herpes and also it's, funny. it's it's just really funny. Right. You can yeah, it's, herpes is inherently funny to say. AIDS is just yeah, AIDS was a, a yeah. kind of like just a thrown out '90s dick joke. Almost. Yeah. It was it like really was unnecessary, just thrown right. in the last minute. And, but un- the- and unfortunately, HIV is one of those things that Hollywood still makes fun of. It's, but yeah. it was it wasn't even like the point. It was like it was such a pointless joke because it, was. it wasn't even a it wasn't good timing. It, it was no. filmed poorly. Um, it was like we we splattered him in blood. We talked. And then we went back and he made that joke. Yeah. It was like That's what kills me about it because him getting sprayed with blood was really fucking yeah, funny. The second his time reactions were really funny. Mm-hmm. And then that joke is like that, that almost felt like they it had to been cut better. and they had to be like, We need a joke right here because right. this isn't gonna yeah. work. Yeah. And on the set, maybe McGee, I'm not trying to point fingers, but maybe <laughs> like someone like that who Maybe the director was not the writer. Who was telling the actors what to do. Yeah. So this and this I think there's to what degree, like when things go wrong in this movie, I think there's it's that it's that kind of overdoing it because like yeah. the text overlay is overdoing it. Yeah. We yeah. don't need it to say what the fuck on the screen because the kid who plays Cole is selling what the fuck yeah. without even saying that it. kid. By the way, good actor. Oh yeah, he did a really good job. Oh I, yeah, he carries this, this shit. I feel like sent Stranger Things last year, which I still have not seen. 
Anyway. It's delightful. It's pretty but good. since that, I feel like we really had like a young actor renaissance. Yeah. yeah. Like with it, and then with other movies that have mm-hmm. come out, where I've been like, look at these young. Like, like I loved Super Eight. Mm-hmm. I did not feel all of those kids carried that movie very well. Yeah. No, they didn't. And, but I mean, Super Eight was enjoyable. For yeah, I liked Super Eight, but like some of those kids, I'm like. You're just being you on screen, which is right. what all you can expect of a child normally. Yeah. But we've gotten a lot of really good performances. And yeah. Cole, which, by the way, colonoscopy is how you make fun of him. <laughs> you, that was wow. the worst bully ever. He was, he was really bad. He was, uh, he like, <laughs> that whole, like, uh, that was the oh, worst. Every, I love every, the punch. Every yeah. entrance that he makes must be punctuated with, well, well, well. <laughs> Like that's his catchphrase. That's your catchphrase. Because you're Fat Albert now. <laughs> oh. oh God, the headband. Oh. The blue headband. Kill it. Kill it with fire. I just that the, the bullies were really random. I yeah. yeah that that, 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 that was a little. strange and, diversion. And how does this one kid? This is this is my big fucking problem with this movie. I get the the inevitable. I need to try and join forces with my bully to stop what's going on in my house. Moment. Well, that was desperation. But that yeah. was desperation. But no, no, no. How does this kid have all of this free time and spare money to go to the fucking grocery store and get eggs and egg this kid's house like eggs every fucking night? Eggs cost literally sure eighty nine cents. He's just taking the eggs out kid, of his fridge. He's a kid, and I don't care. There are eggs in his. fridge. I don't care. He's just taking How the eggs is he out, out like fridge. every fucking night at like midnight, just tossing eggs at this kid's house for no fucking reason? Yeah, Why? none of the neighbors see this. I know or care. Because well, that's because vandalism, and that child should be arrested. No, but this is also this is occasions. big box suburbia where people don't care. Where yeah. he can hang out with his babysitter in the yard and project violent movies onto the side of their house, yeah, and no one cares. But yeah. they have the best horror movie fog. They they, they did. their their they real did. estate agent sold them on that. And I'm gonna, the horror movie fog. I'm even gonna I'm even gonna point it out because as much as I love that scene, <laughs> like the scene where they are act they are acting out the movie in front of the movie, right. it is literally impossible spatially for them to be positioned in, in, oh, in right. where the camera has Actually, them in the close ups. If you right. watch it, really it is completely closely. impossible. Well, if, and it watch, doesn't matter because it looks so good that I don't care. If right. you watch it really closely, it's cut bad. Oh, yeah. There's totally a scene where she, B is on the ground, yeah. and then she's standing, and then she falls, <clears throat> and then it's a two-shot. So she falls, cut, cut, she's standing in a whole different place. Yeah. Oh. And you're like, well, that was really poorly cut. Oh, no, no. There, there was I mean, it was, the, before, it was the babysitting, we're having fun montage. But no, so. but it wasn't before, a montage because the, the movie... Was linear. Yes, yeah. but and it is still it is still a montage. Cutting was yeah. was poor. Yeah, so it, it is it's actually cut like a montage. So um, it, that's what I like is even in the dialogue before the kick happens, they have both subtly repositioned themselves instantly and for the cuts. I will totally tell you and that I will kick let coming them, back. I will let them get away with it mm-hmm. because yes. it was really it yeah. was great. The it kick good. coming back with the bully mm-hmm. is fantastic. <laughs> Pathetically done. Wonderful. Marvelous. Right. I love that he only got like mid shoulder to like did. just I just yeah. and I love because I've done I've had that exact thing happen. And I would I like try to do something you saw in a movie and oh no it you, just failed. You suck at as it. much as I hated the bully's entire existence. Yeah. I loved that actor because he yeah. sold everything really yeah. well. Like when he just looked over at his shoulder, like really that was yeah. What the fuck, Claire? And he had... <laughs> God damn it. Really? In front of my salad? <laughs> <laughs> fuck that salad. Anyway. But I oh just... I, I, I also want to call out... It's actually really funny. I think the two best comedic timings in this movie were both of the black actors. Yeah. yeah. John and then the bully. Oh. He had the egg joke. Mm-hmm. Was some of the just like three flat out two. best timing of just right. like Max had some really good hit. Uh, Max he, did have some good moments. He has, yeah. he has, his his were always just these really 
this really quick little. Yeah, he had really good like high energy. Well, like, also, he was there, moving. There would be this little moment of like um, um, where Cole drops and kicks him in the dick. Yeah, and he's like, "You missed my dick." No, I didn't. Yeah, you did. And, it, and no. I have and I have a really big dick. No, you don't. That's just hurtful. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. Yeah, I love that it's, moment of like. And but it, it plays. It goes through so much faster than I just. It, it does, and that's actually one of my favorite things about Cole is he is very awkward in those moments, and it's written. It's written poorly sometimes, but that actor sells it so mm-hmm. much better yes. than what is on the page. Well, like <laughs> he, you can watch his face where he's like. I know what you're trying to say, mm-hmm. but I'm not going there with you. So right. I'm just going to be real literal right now. The whole thing, I mean, in, in regards to just this whole movie, it had that snappy real quick. I mean, yeah, yeah it was quick cut editing and I'm, I'm not normally a fan of that, but the dialogue. Mm-hmm. It had that kind of Buffy feel to it that I love. Why do yeah. you have a pocket knife, Cole? Why is he shirtless? <laughs> yeah. Well, and I do love, <laughs> like, I finally yeah. got the shirtless thing. That I, he gave his shirt to John. Yeah. I oh. didn't catch that at all the first time. Oh, God. I, I very obviously that. caught it the second time. Oh. Yeah. The first time I was just kind of like, why is he shirtless? And then John kept complaining. And I was like, this is really awkward. And now the second time I saw it and I was like, oh, yeah. he gave you a shirt, but his shirt still had blood on it. So right. it did not help. <laughs> and then he got sprayed with yeah, lots more blood. More yeah. blood. Like, yeah. Okay. So um, how we rate it, Bob? I think we're pretty good. I, I, I think at this point I, I'm. Very confident in giving this like a four point five, you know, bloodstained white carpets, uh, because it was really that good. It's so enjoyable. It's just so much fun that I I didn't even care about any of the flaws. Yeah, I mean, yes, there are flaws, which is why it's not getting a five. But it's a really good movie. Yeah. No, I I would solidly give it uh, probably a four. People who still want to suck on my my nipples. Um, <laughs> <laughs> four out of five in that regard because I I wasn't sold I can be honest I would have stopped this movie I would not have watched it if I had just turned it on on my own because the beginning for a first time viewer really turned me off yeah. but I would have been pissed if I had seen it later because getting once we got into the th- screw of it and now anytime I watch it going forward I'm like I love this movie. Yeah. It is everything I love about like comedy and slashers. Yep. And I love B. I want a sequel. It is instantly rewatched. Yeah. She, oh, ha- no. you know, she comes back at the end and I'm like, I want a sequel. I want a sequel with Cole though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I want the two of them to face off again. Yep. Like I want him to hunt her down or something. Like I just, I want that because I loved her and her character and I want to see more. Right. Um, I'm kind of with you. Like on my first viewing, I wasn't quite into it. Yeah. Um, and it would have been like a three and I watched it last night and had a much, much better time. I mean, just the fact that it is so compulsively rewatchable, I could sit down and watch it again today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's rare. So I give this movie a solid four out of five lip wobbles. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> you want a little sloppy? <laughs> um, God damn, this is yeah, this is quality shit. This is like this is um, a good one. This this yeah. makes up for Gerald's game. It does. Yeah, it does. Thank you, Netflix. Thanks. So, if you guys have any questions, comments, want to lay eggs in our brain, go ahead and email us at bob at candycoatedrazor.com. Visit us on the web at candycoatedrazor.com. Uh, and you can catch me on Twitter at, at CandyRazorBob. We also have the Facebook page, which I've never plugged before, but it's always there. Would they search Candy Coated Razor Blades on Facebook, Bob? They can do that. 
for contacting me, you can follow me on Twitter at ZanmanHorrorFan. That's X-A-N-M-A-N HorrorFan. And if you want to email me personally, you can do that at podcasthorror at gmail.com. And you can catch me on Twitter at OhShutUpAndy, O-H-ShutUpAndy. And if you want to reach me by email, that's Bob at CandyCodedRazor.com. <laughs> <laughs> Andy won't actually read it, but Bob will tell him about it at Yeah, he'll point. tell me. It'll be all right. And Brooke still says to stop being a fucking creep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my yeah, lord. Damn it. Uh, yeah. um, On that note, bye. 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 <laughs> the Candy Coated Razor Blades podcast is distributed under Creative Commons License 3.0. Attribution, non-commercial, share alike. Visit us on the web at candycoatedrazor.com. And don't forget to like, subscribe, rate, and review on your podcast outlet of choice. Theme music is 13 Monsters by Lightning Bolt. Visit them on the web at www.laserbeast.com.